I have been uh, uh, tasked to speak about teamwork in the chat, something I, I do uh, very delightfully. So I thank you, Ibrahim, for uh, choosing me to be the one to take these uh, five or 10 minutes to do uh, just this. Uh, I don't know how you would answer the question if you were asked, who is the greatest leader that has ever lived? It's not a tricky question. It is a question that can be backed by so much evidence. And I, 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 won't, uh, uh, I won't take so much time uh, here. The greatest leader that has ever lived is a man called Jesus Christ. Now think of this man as a leader for a second. Maybe you have never done so. Think of him as a leader. Here is a very uh, seemingly unlike person that you would think would be the one to end up leading millions and millions of people. A very uh, young man of 33 years, he goes and he starts his work and he recruits 12 very unlikely individuals, individuals that you would not think would be able to move this world as we know it. He recruits them, he's very intentional in who he chooses as a leader. And when we look back at what he has accomplished and how much he has been followed, we can conclude without me taking you into too much detail that there's not a leader that this world has ever seen that has had so much influence and impact on the world as we know it as this man, Jesus. Now, there are some principles that he had in his model of leadership, which brings me to teamwork in the church. Yes, many people have different leadership models. Uh, my brother Chigundo is excellent at teaching about uh, these kinds of things. There's this leadership model that uh, Jesus used and it's called uh, servant leadership. This model is the model that got him to, <laughs> to lead by serving. When I look at uh, one of the elements in the book that Brahim shares here, he, he, he highlights the word leading at the same time as he highlights the word serving. Because he says, moreover, it encompasses the idea of serving, leading, helping, and supporting each other within the community. I could go on and on about this particular one, but I been, uh, I'll be uh, specific to what I've been asked to talk about, teamwork in the church. There's a scripture in the book of First Corinthians. Now, uh, Paul, the writer, writes to the church in Corinth, and I want you to just listen to the words he says when he is talking to the people in the church of this city called Corinth, when he gets to, so the chapter is 12, but when he gets to verse 14, he says this word. He says, even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many, of many parts. And he says this word. <laughs> now, remember, as you think about life is a teamwork, which is the reason as why we are here today. In verse 15, he says, now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. In other words, whether you believe what Brahim is saying to you and I in this book, that life is teamwork, whether you don't believe it, it, it does not reduce it being a true statement. <laughs> I want to say that one more time. Brahim is saying to us today, 
that life is a teamwork. According to Paul here, as he writes to the church, he say, he concludes and he says, whether you believe that statement that life is a teamwork or whether you don't believe it, it does not reduce that statement being a true statement. So I thank you, Ibrahim, for uh, allowing God to work through you as you write this word to, uh, to remind us, to, to provoke us in a, in a positive way, to, uh, to push us a little bit to remember that teamwork is not just a, some light, a simple concept, but it is life itself. So I thank you for that. And Paul goes ahead to emphasize that. And now he goes in verse 16 and he says, I'm talking, I'm, I'm reading from this from the Bible because when you ask me to speak about uh, teamwork in the church, I am very limited or I will be short if I don't uh, speak from the Bible itself. <clears throat> now verse 16, he says, He's talking about the team members. Now these are the team members. The first team member he, he talked about there was the foot. Now there's also another team member there. We are going to look at in verse 16 and it says, if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I don't belong to the body. It would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. In other words, saying, Eddie, you, you deceive only yourself if you're saying that life is not teamwork, you only have you to deceive. And that is something so profound that you're telling us, Brahim, as Paul also emphasizes it here. And in verse 17, it says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? In other words, he's saying to us, an oxymoron here, he's saying it is impossible for us to function as just one, one person. It is just not possible. And verse uh, 17, he goes to say, if the whole body was an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? It's a question, it's a rhetoric question. <laughs> it's a rhetoric question. And if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? He says, but in fact, in verse 18, God has placed the parts in the body every one of them just as he wanted them to be if they one part where would the body be as it is there are many parts but one body the eye now you team members you myself and all the other team members the eye cannot say to the hand i don't need you and god forbid should any of the team members in this team say to the other team member that I don't need you? And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weak are that dispensable. And I'm going to stop here. The point that I, I am uh, emphasizing here as a way of really, really uh, celebrating this, this word that Brahim has given us today in this book is that we do whether we are aware whether we're not aware whether we agree or whether we don't agree life is a, a teamwork and for that with those few words i thank you uh, the church uh, in terms of the context of the church we do not have what it takes to function if we do not operate as a team we absolutely would not jesus could not have achieved what he achieved 
if he didn't work together with the with the 12 the way he worked together with the 12. The 12 could not do what Jesus wanted them to do if they did not stick together. There were so many, I'm going to say understandable, there were so many understandable reasons for them to have opted out. There was persecution. There was, uh, there was scarcity of resources. <laughs> Today, people jump in the car and they travel to a place and they do work. They had to use uh, different uh, kinds of means of transport to do the work they had to do. But because they stuck together as a team, they set a model for us as a church to embrace that model of working together as a team against all odds. Working as a team does not in any way suggest that it's the easy way to, to do things. What it is suggesting is that it is the right way to live life itself. 